first and foremost, um, NFTs are eventually going to be a multi-trillion dollar industry, um, and we're very early to it. It's very confusing. It's very brand new. There's a lot of new jargon, and it's a brand new way of thinking, right? But think of it this way. You are taking a risk, jumping into a new space, but you're also taking a risk by not jumping into the space. Ultimately, you're the person that drives your car of life, essentially. You're the driver. This is going to be your life and what you're focusing on 24-7. And it's gonna be really important that you're doing what you're happy with. Welcome, Sarah Bauman, to Women of Impact. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Creator of Women and Weapons, freaking epic. This is my first NFT discussion that I'm having, and I wanted it to be with you. Many, many reasons, but the first thing is I wanted it to be very specifically about female NFTs yeah. because right now only 16% of the NFT market is female-driven. Yes. So, A, we got to freaking change that. Yes. But I want to help understand why we need to change it and what the future looks like Absolutely. looks like and so i heard your story you said your husband introduced you to the nft world and yes. crypto my husband introduced me to the nft world and yes. crypto every woman i pretty much know had a guy in their life that introduced them to nft and crypto 100% and yeah. so we have to change that so i want you to help us today and tell us about nfts being an artist in the nft yeah. world and why the hell women must pay attention well first and foremost um nfts are eventually going to be a multi-trillion dollar industry um and we're very early to it um, women have been left behind in the web one space, in the web two space. We weren't early to those spaces. Right now we have the opportunity to be early. So why the heck not? Um, and like you said, it's, it's around 15 to 20% of women who are currently in the space. And in the last three months, I've seen more and more women delving into the space. Mm. Since seeing women delving into the space, like yourself, like Randy Zuckerberg, like myself, Amber Vittoria, so many of these women, um, I've seen a lot of new education that's very much female-driven that's going out, that's going to allow a lot of women to see these things and have the opportunity to venture into the space without hearing it from a man mm -hmm. and being the first ones to step their foot in and get their foot in the door in this NFT space because we're early and there's going to be so many opportunities in the space. I love all that. And I think the education piece is really super important because yeah. as I started to hear about it, I'm like, I just don't understand it. And I have a phrase, a confused mind says no. So anytime it's confused, it's just easier to say no, right? To protect yourself. I yes. think as humans, we have that because if it's, if it's unknown, it becomes a fearful space. Because like you said, I don't want to, I cannot live in a world, girl, where five or 10 years come and we women are saying we got left behind. Yes. Hell no, we left ourselves behind. Yes, yes, exactly. And you know what? Here's the thing. There is more and more education coming regarding this space. With that education, I think we're, able to feel more and more empowered. Up until now, this has been majoritively viewed as a boys club, right? And it's been a little bit intimidating going into the space because you're afraid that you're not going to be accepted in the space because there's not a lot of representation of women. Mm -hmm. But now we've seen, you know, projects like Women Rise, like World of Women, like Flower Girls, like my project, Women and Weapons, that are all coming about. And now I think women are starting to see 
things that look like themselves here mm-hmm. and they're starting to see that representation and that's starting to draw us in right mm-hmm. um but like you said i mean it is a scary space because it's very confusing it's very brand new there's a lot of new jargon and it's a brand new way of thinking right mm-hmm. but think of it this way you are taking a risk jumping into a new space but you're also taking a risk by not jumping into the space and not being early, right? Like there's now that potential for being left behind. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this entire Web3 NFT space, it really lends itself to so many different areas. You don't have to just be an artist. You can be a musician. You can be an influencer. You can be somebody who's skilled in marketing, in business, even in legal and in like a CPA work, things like that. Everybody has a seat at this NFT and Web 3.0 table. Everybody fits in. The most important thing is just getting started. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think one of the most important things in regards to getting started is to do your homework before you go in. I tell everybody, spend at least 50 hours researching the space and learning about the space before you do decide to jump in. Okay, just to hold that, even that is quite daunting. That's what I worry about is that it's even that that stops women from even dipping their toes in. And so even this show, this episode right now, I really want it to be that dip the toe in, guys. Yes. Like, let's all do it together. Don't worry. Don't be fearful. It's like, how do we slowly start to bring people in? Yeah. And what is that messaging that is the emotional pull for women? Because I think even going into your community and World of Women's community, um, A lot of people say they came for the money and they stay for the community. Yes, yes. And you are so spot on about that because the vast majority of people who are likely in the space are there for flipping. Um, But I think once many people get into the space, they realize what an incredible community they've become a part of. Mm. Um, And so I think whenever women, like, for example, some of the girls that I've met here, they're telling me that, hey, yeah, I'm part of this women in NFTs chat group right now. And we've been talking about blah, 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 blah. And so I think more and more women are coming in and seeing what incredible communities they can be a part of here. Mm. Um, But also, I mean, you can dip your toe in really slowly. You don't have to go pedal to the metal and spend one week of doing 50 hours of research, (laughs) right? For me, for example, whenever I'm doing my research, I am in the bathroom getting ready in the morning, brushing my teeth, and I have my iPhone up in front of me, and I've picked one educational YouTube video about Web 3.0 or NFTs. Mm-hmm. I've chosen one Gary V, um, you know, YouTube video that he's talking about NFTs and how to get into NFTs. Um, and so it can be like when you're in the shower, when you're brushing your mm-hmm. teeth, when you're putting your makeup on in the morning, even just like listening to it in your car, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for us to be able to not feel overwhelmed or overloaded and be able to learn bit by bit. But also on the note of you talking about community, joining these communities that are, you know, primarily female or even many of the communities that do have a lot of men, um, you can ask these people questions. Um, One thing I've learned is that the NFT space, the Web 3.0 space is very welcoming. It's very kind and it's very warm and people are very excited and happy to help one another. I actually, I think back to this clip that I saw uh, from 1993. 
Um, and it's these two news anchors that are trying their best to explain what the internet is. <laughs> oh my God, this is amazing. Yes, and I was listening to the clip and listening to them trying to explain what the internet is. And I was just like, that is so far off from what we know of the internet today. Mm. Um, and so when girls come into this space, women come into this space, something that they need to recognize is there's a lot that we don't currently know. Nobody really is an expert in this space. You shouldn't expect to become an expert overnight in this space. It's going to take a long time of learning and it's going to take a long time of growth. And when you do feel confused or you do feel overwhelmed by this space, you need to take a moment to be kind to yourself because we are all in this together and we are all learning this together. Um, I mean, I've been in, in this space since like August of 2021 and I still don't even feel close to being an expert about this space. So hopefully that's helping others feel comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. And as you were talking, I, want, I was wondering like if you had or have any type of imposter syndrome, because a lot of females oh, yeah. that, you know, that go into new spaces where they're unsure, that is predominantly male, um, the imposter syndrome often comes up. So have you felt that? And then if so, how are you overcoming it? Because those are the moments where I think that either stops someone and they never go into that space because yes. they're just so fearful because they're yes. like, who the hell am I? Or it leads to someone like you that ends up having Gary V buy your drops, like announce it freaking 45 seconds later, you're completely freaking sold out. It's that. It's the emotion of I don't belong here versus screw that, I do. Okay, so yes, 100%. And I think that this imposter syndrome can go one of two ways. It can go in the way of you want to try and portray that you know everything about the space mm -hmm. and therefore you say things that you're not confident in and that can kind of dig you into a bit of a hole. So there's that area of it. There's the other area of it where you're like, I have absolutely no idea what any of this is. I'm terrified to say a single word because I'm afraid that I'm gonna look stupid. Right. But here's the thing, talk about what you know. Listen to other people. Be confident in the areas that you do have knowledge in and you can overcome that imposter syndrome. Like for me, I know very well that I am not an expert in the tech aspect of Web3 and the NFT space. However, I know that I'm very good in the artistic and the creative and the strategic and in the community building area of this space. So I think everybody's going to come in with one of their strengths, right? whether that be the skill of marketing, whether that be the skill of finance, whether that be the skill of art, mm. everybody's going to have their niche. You shouldn't expect to be an expert in absolutely everything, the whole blanket of the space, because that's just not realistic. I love that so much. It's like just embracing what you're great at and embracing yes. what you're terrible at. Yes. And that was even how I processed doing a show about NFTs because I was like, I really want to talk about it, but I'm not a freaking expert. We need to break out of that notion of, but if I don't want to look stupid, right? Yes. And you even said, it's so unknown right now, the it's web so world. Exactly. And you know what's another thing? Like, for example, my husband explained NFTs to me probably back in like January of 2021. And I was like, these are a lot of words that I have no understanding <laughs> yeah. about. And I don't think that I can comprehend this information right now. And then like maybe a month later, he starts, you know, explaining the concept of NFTs to me again. And I'm like, okay, you've piqued my interest. I'm very intrigued. I'm still super confused, mm -hmm. um, but I'm willing to look into it now. And then maybe like a month or so later, he gave me a third exposure to NFTs. And by that time, I think that I had 
heard enough about it that I was like, okay, I don't feel scared of this anymore. In fact, my interest is peaked and I feel very curious and I'm really excited to learn. Mm. And so I started joining various Twitter spaces and just listening to what people had to say. I, you know, back then there weren't a ton of articles about the NFT space, but now there's tons of articles. I mean, even like Glamour and Vogue are posting articles about NFTs. Rolling Stone is posting articles about NFTs. So there's a wealth of, of information out there for us to be able to learn from you know, at our own pace, you don't have to jump in and you can take your time and take that time so that you do feel comfortable as mm. you're learning. Okay, I love that. Now I want to talk about why people should, because everything was like we've addressed like the fear and getting your toes wet, but it has to be enticing enough for people to want to do it. And I desperately want you to tell us your story because it is so freaking impactful of how you've been able to, um, for this to actually impact your life. Um, and then I want to then dive into that it's not just you, it's so many other women yes. that are in situations where once upon a time, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, they wouldn't have had an opportunity to break out. Yes. And so today, tell me if you don't mind laying out your story because it is so beautiful as an example of why I think women need to stop paying attention. Absolutely. So I'm going to start out by saying it is very easy to become a me. And what I mean by that, it is, it is very easy to go from your nine to five job that perhaps doesn't fulfill your passions and you can jump into the NFT space and be able to make a living by doing your passion. Um, and so my story, um, I actually am an occupational therapist. I've been passionate about art my entire life. That's all I've ever wanted to do. I've always been painting, drawing, coloring, you name it. Um, well, during my master's degree, I decided to start selling my art on the side as a way to help cover the expenses of my master's degree, but also to offload some of the stress that was getting my master's degree. Um, once I graduated, I started working in the healthcare system in the hospitals. And I continued selling my artwork on the side. Again, I would go home and I would be super stressed from work. And it gave me an opportunity to, you know, paint to get rid of that stress. It was like my meditation, right? Um, and so I decided to paint this 10-piece gauche created women and weapons collection because I wanted to create something that would speak to people and cause opportunities for conversation. Um, well, my husband was like, Sarah, just for poops and Googles, I think that you should turn this into an NFT. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Um, and so we did. Because you figured you had nothing to lose? Yeah, I was like, you know what? Again, harkens back to you're taking a risk by not taking risks. <laughs> um, and so I was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, so we did. And they were sitting, I want to say, for about like a month, month and a half maybe. And then I saw a post by Gary Vaynerchuk where he was looking for new artists that he wanted to purchase a piece from them if they have not sold any pieces. So just as a Hail Mary, I decided to post in the comments, hey, Gary, would love for you to be my first collector of one of my pieces. Well, that day I was also working in the hospital um, and I'm in a patient's room and all of a sudden my Apple Watch is like just buzzing out of control. And so I finished that that visit with my patient a little bit early and I was like, I'm so sorry, you know, I've got to cut this a little bit short. I ran downstairs because I was not sure what was going on. I went down to where we document and I called my husband. I was like, what is happening? My watch <laughs> is going bonkers. And he's on the other on the other side of the phone and he's crying. 
And he said, Sarah, Gary just bought three of your pieces and the rest of them sold out in 45 seconds. Um, well, thank goodness. Prior to that, I had been working on a 10,000 piece collection. Um, it was pretty ambitious of me, but I decided that was something that I wanted to do. But after Gary's purchase, I realized that it's important for me to capitalize on this momentum. This could be my opportunity to fulfill my dream of becoming a full-time artist. And that's exactly what I did. Um, I pumped out the rest of that 10,000 piece collection and we minted it on October 23rd. And it sold out that same day. And same day. Same that's day. Amazing. Incredible. And uh, Precious Angel Gary, he purchased several more of those pieces. I know you purchased some pieces, yeah. which is just, you know, <laughs> I'm so appreciative. But since then, I mean, I was working in the hospital like one day a month-ish after that. Um, but now I'm able to fulfill my dream of being a full-time artist. Um, this is what I've dreamed of my entire life since I was a little girl. And this could be so many people. But again, I also want to point out one of my friends. Her name is Brenda. She, other, she otherwise goes by Crypto Mom on Twitter. And she quit her full-time job at a bank. And now she's a crypto and NFT advisor. So there's tons of opportunities in this space. The key is to be early and to take a chance and to take a risk but to do your research before you go in and make sure you feel comfortable whenever you are jumping in. Oh my God, I love that story so much. If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal, like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with highs as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is the negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about. That may be not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams 
a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash lisa all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa. And here's why. There are so many people out there who, like you, have dreamt about being creative. Like, I was the same. I literally, when I was a kid, I would sit in front of the TV and I would draw and I would tell my mum I wanted to be the next Walt Disney. And then she she literally broke my heart by saying, oh, but don't you know that A, it's all on digital now and B, you live in England, like... you'd have to go and work for Disney in America and there's no way, right? Like, so it was it was the, the tiny dream that this little British girl had, this audacious dream of being this artist and then just being like, it's so hard to get there because you have to be in a different country, you have to yes. jump these hurdles, you have to know people. And it felt so far-fetched that yes. I never tried. Yes. So thinking about how you, with having this dream, and you didn't pursue it, right? Because you, the same thing before the NFT and, and Web3 came about, there wasn't necessarily an easier way to get in as an individual. It was kind of trying to get hired or to yes. try to get noticed. or, And so that is so damn powerful. And then you even said it about um, Crypto Mom that... I had to think about how I can connect emotionally to Web3. And it was the, the little girl inside me, the artist. Yes. And then it was the mum. My mum would go to work. She worked so freaking hard so that she could come home, put food on the table, put mm-hmm. a roof over her head, take us on trips. And I would see her pass out on the couch at 7 p.m. every night because she was so tired. Oh, and I completely see eye to eye with you there because, you know, my mom is an immigrant from Iran and she raised me, you know, a lot of the time on her own. Um, and she went to work. She worked probably like a 60 to 70 hour work week to make sure that she provided for me. And seeing that, I was like, it's got to be different, you know. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm working my buns off with women and weapons. But, but I love every second of it. I am so passionate about every second of it. And not to say that my mom wasn't passionate about her job, but I'm sure that she had other passions that she would have liked to fulfill. Now we have this NFT and Web3 space that's giving us a lot of autonomy Mm -hmm. and giving us these opportunities to fulfill and go forward with these things that we've aspired for or these things that we have incredible skill sets in and be our own bosses and be creative and you know, make incredible things and grow incredible things in a brand new area. Yeah, God, it, it literally can change women's lives. And, you know, obviously being women of impact, I'm very much focused on women, but really anyone's yeah. lives. But thinking about that and thinking about that, it gives um, women financial freedom. Yes. It gives them the possibility to be a stay-at-home mother and love that and then also feel the creative side of them and the business side of them. And so when I, like, put it in, like, flipped my mind instead of instead of being fearful of the tech, side of it to go oh my god why could this be the most amazing thing that isn't you know that has ever we've ever seen since web 2 yeah um and i started to think about that and so when i heard your story i was like it is so beautiful to hear you actually living that um and then uh, you actually just mentioned that i'd love to talk about is that your mum comes from iran yes so talk to me about any cultural pressure that you've had because that's also another thing is 
you know, as females, we do have certain expectations. At least I, you know, yes. being called to dogs, yes. you're going to grow up, you're going to be a mum, you're yes. going to be a housewife, you're going to take care of the kids. So talk to me about the cultural pressure, if you've had any. Oh my gosh, there was definitely cultural pressure. I mean, from the time that I was a child, I was told, you are going to be a doctor, a lawyer, or engineer. Those are your three options. You know, my mom and I, we finally came to a, a, a consensus. How about occupational therapy? And she was like, okay, it's healthcare. This is fine. You do art on the side, you know? And so I always felt a ton of pressure to go into a field. And don't get me wrong. I love science. I think science is super fascinating. However, I don't know that it was so much my passion that it was what I wanted to do all day, every day. Um, but I did go into science for that security because, you know, my mom coming to the United States by herself, security was hugely important for her. And so that's what I did. I went and I got my master's degree in a science and healthcare field. Um, but there was this huge part of my heart that was just always heavy and sad that I wasn't doing what truly made me happy. Being art, being um, the person creating a business that would bring my art to the world. And now that I've had that opportunity with NFTs, I don't think I've ever felt this level of happiness in my life ever. And that's not to say that I don't love my patients. I'm actually very passionate about stroke rehabilitation. But still, art is always going to be the one thing that I've wanted to spend my time on my entire life. Did you have to talk to your mom about the new, um, your new avenue or? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a conversation. Um, How did that one go? Not great. Because, <laughs> yeah, please, if you don't mind breaking it down, because yeah. these are the things that I think as women hold us back from entering this space. So if you can tell us all like the details of yeah. like, and the key things to maybe not do or do when we're faced with that situation. Well, you know, I think a big thing about it is that she didn't really understand the space. She didn't understand the scale of the space. I don't think she understood the opportunities in the space. Mm -hmm. I think essentially what she understood and what she heard was that I'm selling my artwork and 10,000 units of my art pieces sold out. But she was also thinking, well, what happens when that all goes away? Like, you're going to lose that security that your nine to five job provides you. And so whenever I told her that I was going down to PRN status, which anybody who's not familiar in healthcare essentially means a work as needed basis, like okay. you kind of choose your hours. Um, I told her that I was going down to a PRN status and she was actually fairly upset with me. Um, she was like, you need to keep your job. You need to stick with your job because I don't think you, you know, know that you may not have longevity with this NFT business. And she was pretty upset with me. Um, but over the course of the last several months, I think she's seen how things are, how it's grown, the incredible array of opportunities that being in this space has provided to me and to my husband and to our family. And now she's finally come on board with, you know, I told her, I said, mom, I really just don't think that it's sustainable for me to, you know, keep working in the hospital because I really need to be putting that effort and that time towards women and weapons. And finally, like a few weeks ago, she was like, okay, you know, I think you need to go ahead and quit your job and focus on the <laughs> NFT full time. I was like, wow, we finally got there. Now here's <laughs> the question though, would she have said that if your NFT job hadn't done well? I don't think so. No, I think it still would have been a huge barrier. And I think that we would have had a really, really hard time with that discussion. Um, you know, had this NFT collection not done as well, I think she would have been like, you know, 
um, you need to stop focusing on this NFTs and you need to go back to work full time. Um, and I think that that would have been something that probably would have completely broken my heart. Like I could, I could have seen that really going south. Yeah. So what do you do about that? Because there are people that are having that battle with their parents or maybe it's yeah. a spouse where everyone's the, the world is so unknown right now, right? You've got the people that like, it's utter crap. Like, what are you doing? People are trying to trick you. Like, you're going to lose all your money over here. Yes. In NFTs and crypto, there are literally haters. And there's other people that have literally stopped everything else. And they only do Web3 NFTs yes. because they truly believe it's the future. Yes. And I'm starting to notice, and maybe this is just the way the world always is, but there's more and more of a divide. Yes. And it's more and more people are like putting their foot in the, you know, in the stone over this side. Yes. And then there's people that are putting that. So what how would you advise that? And how would you advise bringing people over if it's someone that you care about that's in your family where they're just they have a lot of influence on you? You know, I think a big thing is, is that ultimately you're the person that drives your car of life essentially mm -hmm. you're the driver this is going to be your life and what you're focusing on 24 7 and it's going to be really important that you're doing what you're happy with um, and i think part two is that it's important to follow your gut um, you know there have been a lot of other um, instances where i've thought about well maybe i should quit my my hospital work and go into doing this you know art type of work but my gut was kind of like, oh, I don't really know. Mm -hmm. Something about jumping into this space, my gut was just like, this is the time. Like, you're ready. It's a good time. Go for it. And I followed my gut. And, you know, even if my mom would have, you know, really pumped the brakes on that and been like, I don't support you in this at all, I think I would have ch still charged forward on it. And I would have tried to educate her along the way. Mm. Um, I would have been more than happy to provide her with education, show her the statistics, show her the return, show her the fact that I am able to be successful and support myself and my husband in this space. And we are doing okay. Um, and so I think a big thing is, is to do what ultimately makes you happy and go with your gut. I love that. Have you thought about what if you're wrong? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's human nature to have that in the back of your head all the time. Like, what if this goes south? What's my plan B? Um, but I think for us personally, and I don't necessarily recommend this for anybody else, for us, we're continuing to live very responsibly. Um, so we're not going and blowing all of our money or anything of that sort. We're living very much modestly because there, there's always going to be a possibility that things could go south. And so I just want to make sure that we're going to be safe in that regard. But I'm still going to charge forward and I'm going to try and grow women and weapons to be as big as it can possibly be. And I have an immense amount of faith behind myself, my husband, our team, behind Women and Weapons as a brand, that it is going to succeed. And so, you know, I'm putting all of those faith eggs in that basket that we're going to succeed. And that's my only option. And that's the only option I'm allowing to myself. Oh, I love that so much. I love how like, just like forceful you are so empowering and inspiring. And look, we can be wrong. And if we're wrong, it is what it is. But I would rather that than never try. Exactly. And there's a quote, I can't recall who it's from, but I know for a fact I heard it in a Jason Mraz song. And that quote is, leap and the net will appear. <laughs> um, and so take a chance. 
because you don't necessarily <laughs> know that, yeah, that might fail, but something really incredible may, may be on the other side of that. Like my husband and I, even though I've been an occupational therapist majoritively, we've also been running side businesses. Um, and some of them have been successful and mm. some of them have been unsuccessful, but we've learned so much from those failures, right? And it, there's a very good possibility that Web3 is the future. And as well, there's a lot that we have absolutely no idea in regards to what's coming. I mean, this could be so incredibly expansive that we can't even really wrap our brains around mm -hmm. it. But no matter which way it goes, I want to be early. I want to learn as I'm going. I may not know all the answers right now. I am certainly not an expert in the Web3 area, but I am more than happy to learn about it because there is nothing wrong with having more knowledge. That takes a lot of courage though. And a lot many women that I know or have met um, want to be the early adopters, want to be the first person. Right. In fact, at least I'm just going to speak for myself. I'm usually the opposite. Like naturally, I'm the opposite because I'm like, well, let's just see how they do, let's right? Let's see how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like, is it me? I don't know what I'm doing. So if, like, I want someone to almost lead. And that is my instinct. But when I go to, okay, well, if I could flash back, if I could go back into time and the internet, you know, when I first found out about it and it was so confusing, that's why I just stepped back and I was like, ah, it's for everybody else. Yeah. And it wasn't until the world adopted it that I then said, oh, maybe this is something. Perhaps I should get in. Yeah. yeah. And the tech side of it, like you said, is such the fearful side that I have that it is going to, it almost stopped me until I started to reframe how I thought of the internet when it first yes. happened. Yes. I remember someone saying to me, oh, the internet's like, what the hell is that? And it's like, oh, the computers. Okay, well, show me. And it was like, plug the computer in. Okay. We'll get to your email. How the hell do I get to my email? We have to switch the computer on. Okay, I've switched it on. It's not, no, no, you have to go to Safari. What the hell is Safari? Yeah. And then you go to Safari, it's like, okay, I'm on Safari. I don't see my email. No, 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 you have to go up to the top to the webpage and you have to put hotmail.com. What? You have to set up an account. What do you mean? And it just becomes so daunting. Yes. But now imagine you say to someone, I don't have an email because I don't know how. You'd be like, mm. right. This person doesn't have an email. Yes. It's so second nature to us now. Well, I think human behavior lends itself to a fear of failure, mm -hmm. right? Um, but you know what? Just take a chance. See what happens if you do fail. I mean, like, for example, uh, going back to my mom, she is terrified of, like, trying to set up the television. Like, <laughs> she always calls me and she's like, I can't change the channel on the TV. Something's gone wrong. And I'm like, well, mom, just like play with the different cables, unplug it, plug it back in, try this, try that. And she's like, well, I'm afraid I'm going to mess it up. And I'm like, well, I mean, okay, if you mess it up, no big deal. Mm -hmm. Then we're just going to, we'll come over and we'll fix it or we'll get somebody to fix it. A lot of times there's opportunity to make it better, but you don't learn unless you fail. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you don't learn unless you fail or unless you try it for the first time and you succeed. And now suddenly that seed is planted in your brain and it's kind of like a muscle memory. You're like, oh my gosh, I figured that out that first time. Now I know how to do it for all these subsequent times and I'm not afraid of doing it anymore. You know, Is, is that the mentality you had, had then when you were starting Women and Weapons? Because it wasn't like you had a trace of women that had already done it and now you're like, oh, okay, I like a bit of that. I like a bit of that and now I'm gonna mold it and make it my own. You like basically had no, 
example to follow. Oh yeah, no, definitely not. I think I think I went into it full heartedly with a recognition that I was going to be learning as I went. Oh, amazing! And that's exactly what we've been doing. We have been learning as we go. We've been utilizing the skills that we have from our past businesses, from my jobs that I've had in the past whenever I was in college and worked in graphic design and and learned Illustrator and Photoshop. But even some of the skills that I learned being an occupational therapist and being able to be receptive of others and listen to others and, you know, want to help others. All of these skills that I had from my past are filtering so beautifully into what is needed for women and weapons. And I am so not afraid at all of learning as I go. In fact, I think we are all learning as we go right now. Mm -hmm. I don't think that it's fair for really anybody to say that they're an expert in this space Mm -hmm. or know absolutely everything. I think just about any person you ask, including people like Randy Zuckerberg and Gary Vee, who are very influential in the space, will happily tell you that, yeah, we're totally learning this too. We're all in this together. I love that so much. And in just knowing that, it really does then bring down your defenses of not entering a space that you're so fearful of. Mm -hmm. Um, How have you found other women in this space? And how is everyone coming together in order to support other women? So for instance, I know that um, in your drop, you have a fund that you do. Can you talk to me about that? And it seems to be now the very common thing as ways of giving back. Are yes. you finding that other women are doing the same? Are you finding that there's like a, a strategy to it or an idea behind it? Um, you know what? One thing I would say is that there is no one strategy. I think that we are all trying different things and we are slowly but surely figuring out what's successful, what's not so successful. And we're kind of learning from each other. Another incredible thing about this NFT space and especially the women in the NFT space is it's very much an empowering sisterhood. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants everybody to succeed. All of us ladies are more than happy to reach out to one another, lift each other up, provide each other a platform. Like you mentioned, our platform that we have essentially, which is called the Patron Wallet. We are purchasing pieces from up and coming artists to help provide them a platform to help get the ball rolling on their art pieces, get their name out there so that they too can be successful in this mm-hmm. space. Because right now, that's that's the way to do it. I mean, you know, let's not make it a toxic space. Let's keep uplifting one another. And might I say as well, something very interesting. I have noticed that since the women have been getting into this space, I have seen more educational material put out than ever before in this space. I mean, you can go to websites like My BFF, like uh, WAGMI or W-A-G-M-I that uh, Michelle Reeves is putting out. You can see the content that Randy Zuckerberg is putting out. All of these absolutely incredible women are putting out such awesome educational content for getting into this space. And they start from the ground up. Mm. So that if you are very overwhelmed and it seems like it's super daunting, you've got a really good base platform to start from that's not going to feel daunting. And on top of that, you've got an entire community and sisterhood of individuals who are so happy to be there to empower you and help you and answer your questions Mm -hmm. and make sure that you realize that there's not a stupid question. And it's okay 
to ask whatever you want, someone's there to answer it. And what are you doing in your community to um, allow people to feel comfortable to come in to ask the questions where they don't? Absolutely. Well, I'm a huge believer in your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm -hmm. Um, And so one thing that myself and my husband do is just about every day, um, we get into our discord and we interact directly with our community. Um, And we're very big on making sure that people are aware that leading with kindness and openness and a genuine heart and a willingness to help one another is extremely important for our women and weapons ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And I must say, I think that just leading with that foot has created one of the most incredible NFT communities, our women and weapons community. We have such lovely people that are a part of it. And for example, my sign out every time I leave Discord is stay kind to one another. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that if we continue to lead with that foot of kindness and generosity and love, I think that we can continue to uh, snowball this as this space is growing and keep it this way. I've been into your Discord. So lovely, so welcoming. Thank you. Went into World of Women, so lovely, so welcoming. And I didn't know what to expect. Yes. Because growing up, I got picked on by other girls. I got bullied by other girls. Same. And Really? Oh, yeah. And so there's that part of you that doesn't necessarily want to go into another space in case you get hated on. Yes. Right? And so, but when I went into it, everyone was so kind and it was so beautiful to see. And yet I've heard other people and I've gotten personal advice mm-hmm. where people like, if you go into other people's spaces and you do not know what you're talking about, they will rip you apart. Yeah. And I don't know what to do with that because I want to learn. Yeah. And I want to be in a community that accepts me, that allows me to ask questions like Absolutely. you said. And for me to come in as a complete newbie and not know what the hell I'm talking about, but genuinely want to learn. And yet, when other people have said they've gone into other discords or other different communities or they get hate on Twitter. Yeah. Now I become a little more fearful to enter the space. Now, look, I have gotten to the phase in my life where I'm like, fine, just throw hate. I don't give a shit. I really want to impact women. But if other women get an experience where they go into a community or they get hate from people where they're like, you don't freaking know what you're talking about. Get out of our space. I'm really worried about that. And I'm not going to lie and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You most likely will see that in some spaces. Um, But something that I think is important is to go in first as an observer. Um, Observe the community. See if it's something that you want to be a part of or not. That's going to give you a really solid indication to begin with. Um, I hear oftentimes from people who come and join our community, they say, oh my gosh, this is the kindest, most loving community that I've seen in Discord, which I am unbelievably appreciative of. But, I mean, people can take that opportunity to come and just observe Mm. in the Discord first. Find out if it's something that you want to be a part of. Like, be a voyeur for a little bit. See what kind of energy there is in that Discord. If that energy vibes with you, then jump in. Mm. And if somebody does hate on you, screw them. Don't let that impact you. You're there to put yourself out there. If somebody has something negative to say about you, that's on them. That's not on you. Oh, God, I love her. Empowering you are. Um, and it so goes, your personality so goes with the art. Um, why did you choose weapons? How, how do you find that empowering? And talk to me a bit about art because I... When I see art, I get a visceral reaction, which is why, like, I didn't buy any of my art, so World of Women and yours, I didn't buy any of it because of to resell. 
Right. I literally was like, what are the things that I can look at yes. that makes me feel like a badass? Right? Yes. I wear my Wonder Woman necklace to make myself feel Love like a it. badass. And so seeing your stuff, I was like, I, this artist, I have to meet her because she feels like a badass. So talk to me about how that emotion empowers yeah. you to do the art and then vice versa. Absolutely. So prior to getting into Women and Weapons, I had primarily painted like plant life, still life, portraits, what have you. And for some reason, one day I was sitting down and I was like, I want to create something that will cause people to create conversation and discuss. Mm. Um, so I started reading a little bit about women during that World War II era here in the United States where the men went off to war and the women were brought into the workforce to build, you know, a lot of machinery and weaponry and what have you. Well, during that time, productivity increased, the quality of the products in increased, and the turnover time decreased. So everything was a positive while these women were working in these factories. And so many of these women absolutely loved the independence that it afforded them. They loved being able to get out of the house and do something with their hands and feel like they were giving back. Well, then a lot of the men came back from war and the vast majority of these women were laid off and essentially told, go back to the kitchen, go back home, right? And I was like, you know what? This is a time where I think that we didn't value women as powerful. And I want to portray these women as being extremely powerful. And not only that, I want to give them weapons that are symbolic of the weapons that we as women carry on a day-to-day -day basis. So whether that be your ideas, your creativity, your empathy, your character, your motherhood, you know, we have so many different weapons that we carry with us on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's not a violent thing or anything of that sort. It is specifically art. I wanted to create it because I wanted people to have a conversation based off of this. And I wanted it to be empowering to women seeing, you know, how far have we come? How far do we have to go? And how freaking you know, BA are we that we carry all these weapon, weapons with us on a day-to-day -day basis that we're able to carry out into this world and just freaking smash it. And you know what? Um, women are bringing so much empathy into this space. Um, I know there's been recent conversation around like, are women more risk averse? And that's why we're adopting this space slower. Mm. And I don't think it's necessarily that we're more risk averse. I think we are extremely empathetic and we want to be cautious with what we're doing whenever we're going into this space and making sure that we're doing good mm. as we're going into this space. And we don't want to impact somebody else negatively. And so I think empathy is a huge thing that we as women carry with us on a daily basis. I am always thinking about others. How is what I do here going to impact this person here? Um, and so I think that's a massive weapon that we carry with ourselves day to day out into the world. Oh my God, I love that so much. <laughs> um, how did you translate that then into design? Like get these ideas, put them together. Um, because, you know, the imagination to then creation is so beautiful. But I just wanna Thank you so much. Um, I was actually really inspired by an artist named Shireen Nashat. Uh, she had an exhibit that was in Fort Worth, like mid 2021, I want to say, or maybe early 2021, where she was showing a lot of really interesting juxtapositions. She's also Iranian. And so she was showing some of the juxtapositions of women versus men in Iran um, and in that culture and kind of how, um, you know, a woman's voice can be very loud, but it's also ignored. And a man's voice can be very soft, but it's very much elevated. And I loved that juxtaposition that she proposed. 
And so I think I really determined that I wanted to create some sort of a collection that would have that juxtaposition to it, Mm -hmm. that dialectic nature to it, where it's two very contrasting things that could also be very much compared. Um, And so that was a big driver in why I created it, to portray women with weapons. These are two very different things, women as the feminine, weapons often seen as the masculine. However, these weapons are very much symbolic of the things that we utilize day to day as we walk out into the world to, um, you know, make ourselves do better to protect ourselves, you know, these are our weapons. So that's a big part of why I created it that way. I love that so much. How are you um, taking the art and then evolving it? Yeah. Um, going back to how the NFT space, I've heard it can be some somewhat dangerous where people are, um, if they're looking as at you as an investment, right? Because like right, for me, right. I bought your art because I want your art. I have it on my phone. Every so often I go into my open sea, I have my screenshots, I look at them, like it makes me feel empowered. But a lot of people are looking at it as an investment, as a way of making money. Yes. Um, and so now they're looking at you, like, what are you gonna do next? How are you gonna make my value? Right. How are you feeling about that pressure? Because it is a new way of doing business. It is, it is. And that's something that you do really need to be thoughtful about and focus on mm. if you are to create your own collection is that now that you've created this collection, you need to be thinking about this years and years and years and years into the future. And so I have plans for women and weapons going 10 years out, essentially. I want to be able to provide value to our holders forever. For the rest of my life, this is going to be something that I'm focusing on. Um, and so we're getting really excited. We're starting to work into streetwear. We're wanting to do more and more brand partnerships to leverage our IP. We want to get into storytelling, whether that be through comic books or an animated series or even a live action series. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a lot of different plans. Also, we're very much considering the metaverse and getting our characters ready for the metaverse. Um, so you know, to anybody who is considering doing an NFT collection, be thoughtful. Consider these people who are purchasing these pieces and make sure that you are also able to bring value to them and give back to them. I think that's extremely important. I was actually going to ask you how, because there's one thing in in building both of my business, Quest Nutrition and Impact Theory, we've always thought about what is the natural behavior of humans Mm -hmm. and then how do you use it to better their own lives, right? So Quest Nutrition was, well, make a protein bar that tastes so damn good they don't realize it's healthy. So now you're taking someone's natural inclination, which is move towards sweets, eat chocolate, ice cream and things. You don't have to persuade people to do it, right? They naturally want to do it. And now you're giving them something that they're already doing. It just happens to be good for them. Yes. Same with Impact Theory. We're creating content that is entertaining that happens to be mindset yes so we're working on the storytelling part exactly but when i think about nfts when i first started to hear it from my putting my business hat on i really thought about it actually goes slightly against how women normally behave women love to shop online but they love shopping online because they receive the goods. yes yes so i'm i don't have an answer so actually my kind of um kind of question is really an exploration yes of I'm unsure what that is, if it just all exists in the digital world. So have you thought about that on the female side? Oh, absolutely. I mean, so essentially what you're describing is utility, Mm -hmm. the utility of the NFT, right? Um, So that can be like 
for example, if you're a clothing brand, you purchase this NFT, you get exclusive access to this, you know, capsule collection that this brand is offering. For us, it's going to be our exclusive streetwear that we have specifically for our NFT holders. For example, vFriends, your vFriend ownership allows you access to that VCon conference for, you know, X number of years. So you might be getting that digital NFT, but you might also be getting a physical piece to it. Like for example, several one-of-one artists, you'll purchase that NFT and they will also ship you the physical piece of that artwork. So there's that. You might purchase an NFT and that acts as your ticket to get into a conference as exclusive and incredible as VCon. You might purchase an NFT that's created by say DreamWorks and you get exclusive access to things that they're doing with their movies, with their shows, what have you. So there's going to be a lot of different avenues that we can build in utility. It just kind of depends on what is it that you're wanting to offer to your community. Mm. Um, But we are most certainly thinking utility. That is definitely something that's important to us. And that kind of harkens back to potentially doing an animated series, potentially doing a comic book, doing streetwear, getting our characters metaverse ready. So we are 100% thinking about that. And we're constantly thinking on how can we give back to our community and make them proud of us. Okay, amazing. I'd love for you to actually break down very quickly what Metaverse is, because I'm just assuming that maybe some people right now are hearing it for the first time. It's so freaking cool. And I really would like you to talk about um, Malala, is that how you pronounce it? Yes, yes. Um, because again, your point about giving back, like that's why I want people to hear how expansive this thing is. Even you talking about the utility, the clothing wear, I want you to talk about Malala, because it isn't just from what may appear on the outside, it's a digital art piece. It's not just that. So if you don't mind breaking that down a bit more, I'd love it. So I would say I am certainly not an expert in regards to the metaverse, but in layman's terms, the way that I can explain it is, it is going to be our new way of interacting with one another. Of course, for people like myself, that's never going to be one-on-one interaction. I love that opportunity to interact with you, see your face, get to hug you. That means the world to me. But it is most certainly going to be the new way that we're starting to interact with one another. And many of these NFTs might be your avatar. You know, instead of having to put your face on that Zoom call, you might be able to show up in that Zoom call as your women and weapons. You may be able to peruse, like for example, there's a, there's a group called Some.Place who's creating these, these metaverse um, kind of art galleries or spaces where you can go into your buddy's space and check out what they have and you can go in as your avatar. So there's a lot coming for the metaverse. It's going to be extremely expansive and it is 100% our future that's coming. I love it so much. And so when I started to hear about it, you know, I'd already read the book Ready Player One. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, this is Ready Player One. This is like so freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and then understanding how you get to hang out with people. And like, I think obviously think about like, oh my God, it'd be amazing. I get to hang out with Oprah. Yes. Right? Like when you think about the possibilities of how us as women use it and can utilize it. And it does, then to me, it doesn't become so daunting. There's something about the fact that if it's really high tech and it's like, I don't quite understand it, which is why I wanted to ask you because I freaking love layman's terms. I think we need more layman's terms. Yes to allow it to not be so daunting. Totally agree with you on that. And I think this is gonna be an incredible way that we're gonna start interacting. Mm -hmm. Um, Like for example, being a part of the NFT community, I have made so many friends who live in 
Hong Kong, who live in Australia, who live in London, who live in um, Portugal, and I want to interact with those people. How cool is it that we have the opportunity to join a metaverse space <laughs> where we can all jump into this space, either as ourselves or our avatars, and get to sit and interact with one another, maybe watch a movie in there together. There's going to be a lot of opportunities where us women, even if we live all over the world, can get together in this single metaverse space. I love it. Like I'm getting <laughs> so excited as you're talking about it because... If it becomes like the norm, yeah. the hope is that it does and that, you know, one day we'll look back at this interview and go, oh my God, look at back then when we were talking about yes. what the hell is Web3. Um, I love to think about just all the incredible things of like all the different dynamics of women. So if you want to be in business, it gives you exactly. opportunities to get into the rooms. Exactly. That once upon a time, you never would have been able to get in the room. Exactly. And if you're a mother, to be able to sit with in a mummy and me class, but maybe you do it at home so that you don't have to worry about. Like there's just so many wonderful opportunities. And so many opportunities to be able to learn from people of different cultures. Yes. Which is one of the most exciting things mm. To me being, you know, having a mom who's an immigrant, my dad is, you know, he's mixed Portuguese and English. Um, and so all these incredible humans that I've met at these various NFT conferences who are from all over the world, I cannot wait to learn more about them and their culture and what they experience in their culture and everything. And it's absolutely bringing us all together, very much becoming like a in-one-place world friendship hub <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> because also then that that allows you to go it doesn't matter where you're born because that's right we even said at the beginning it's like it really being born in england at the time to want to be an artist to work for disney or be the next disney it was just so far removed that growing up it was just told you it's impossible yes. but the new generation growing up or even just you know our generation that's kind of learning all this it opens up doors that never would have been yes. able to, no matter who you are, where you come from, what your um, status is. Um, I just, it's so exciting. And also think about so many people who can't leave their homes, people with agoraphobia, people who are homebound due to like a physical disability or something of that sort, who now can join the metaverse and get to socialize with people and experience this outside world. Mm. This is going to be something that's so huge for people who say don't want their face to be seen. Maybe they are really self-conscious or they don't want people to hear their voice. Perhaps they're self-conscious there. They now have that opportunity to interact with the world in a way that feels safe to them, yeah. which is incredible. Whew. Sarah, I could literally keep talking to you, girl. This has been so amazing. Where can people find you and where can they follow you and where can they um, do catch up on all the amazing things Absolutely. you're doing? Absolutely. Um, I would say that I am most active on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at NFT Sarah Bauman. Um, our Women and Weapons Twitter handle is at Women and Weapons. And we also have a website, which is womenandweapons.io. And a lot of our links can be found there so that you can peruse our Discord. You can get into our Twitter. You can see what we're up to. Our merch store is coming soon so you can you can kind of be on the lookout for that um but yeah i'd love you know for everybody to come follow along with what we've got going on um i'm super excited for the future as i think so many of us are um we're all in it together we're all learning together and let's just let's just freaking go hell yeah yeah guys that's what i'm talking about so go follow her check out her nfts they're so freaking beautiful and if you're not following me follow me at lisa billy and if you're not subscribed guys you gotta subscribe to the channel and until next time, be the hero of your own life and let's attack Web3 together.
Peace out.